When I first saw one of Tejas' TikToks, I knew he was a force to be reckoned with. I said to myself, this guy is going to blow up one day. His videos are informative, entertaining, and unique. Fast forward a few months, I actually met Tejas at an Adobe Max event, a brand event, and invited him to be on the podcast. What's really cool about Tejas is that he's only 22 years old and has this hunger for content creation, business, and innovation that many seasoned influencers have now lost. In this episode, I nerd out with him about the creator economy, talk about how he plans to recession-proof his business, his super creative way of hiring, and what his long-term vision for his brand is. Let's get into it. For the longest time, I was just surrounded by business people in my college. I went to business school. All my friends were business guys. Mm. Like, and in the beginning, that's all I knew. I was like trying to make videos from a place where I only knew one perspective. How did I make myself more creative? Surrounding myself with creators. And now it's like when you take two things that like are just kind of unique and aren't really supposed to be together and you like put them together, that's I think what I am right now. Welcome to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. I'm your host, Tina Lee, and I'll be sharing industry knowledge and social media tips through weekly interviews with established creators and Q&A sessions. Our goal is to help you decode social media, become a full-time influencer, and do what you love for a living. Let's dive in. I kind of want to talk to you about brand deals. Because, mm. you know, for a lot of people who started early on, it was like the Wild West. Still is. We had, there was, yeah, still is. So it was very hard to even get deals in the beginning. Yeah. But now it seems like because you started in, did you say 2021 or 2020? 2021 is when I got my first brand deal. So last year. Okay. So uh-huh. essentially you started posting for less than a year and you started getting brand deals. Yeah. That's that's that sick. crazy to think about. Yeah, yeah, that's very unique. So how was your journey? How has your journey been so far with brand deals? And do they yeah. always come to you? Do you have a manager? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I've been very fortunate to which I I have an agent, which what's the difference between agent manager? It's blurring, but the thing I like to say is for any creator out there that's in this, first thing first, assume that ninety nine percent of agents and managers are shady. <laughs> like uh, just just assume it from the yeah. beginning. Like they're okay. guilty until proven innocent. Wow. Okay. Right. There's a one. There's a great one percent there. Right. And uh, I think like there's a lot of people there that are here to take a percentage of your business. And once they do, they get comfortable and don't do much for it. Mm-hmm. Right. Sure. But I don't have a manager. I have an agent who takes ten percent of every deal that he's involved in. Mm, right. Okay. And Non-exclusive. So, non-exclusive. Yeah. Exactly. Ten percent um, is very low. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I had a pretty big agency, too, if you know WME. Yeah. And so I used to work with another agency, and I really didn't like them. And that's why I'm very hesitant with, like, agents, managers. I'm very careful of involving people in the business. Mm. But I always say, like, number one with an agent, for 10%, this is all the things that he does. One, he negotiates better than I do. Yeah. Right? Um, Yeah. Great. Two, he makes sure every contract that I sign is like, there's nothing fishy. Like, mm-hmm. get usage rights in perpetuity. And all of a sudden, I'm 20, year, like 20 years from now, I'm seeing my face being played on some ad somewhere. <laughs> yeah, right? yeah, like, yeah. That's not great. Three, he saves me time in my inbox. Yes. Right? I want to be a creative. Mm-hmm. Right? I don't want to spend two hours a day. And four, he's the bad guy when I need him to be the bad guy. And, and you know, these social media people that work at these companies, they all talk, right? Yeah. And if they're like... Tejas was a dick to me. It's like, okay, 
that they'll say that to a potential future partner. Yeah, yeah. So for all four of those things, 10% makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Right. And uh, again, I'm very fortunate to where I've never had to be pitched, right? A lot of like every deal that I've had has actually come to my inbox. I think that's because of the niche that I'm in. Yes. Right. And the, uh, I'll give it to you, like, at some point, it's also the quality of content, right? Of course. There's a lot of people in this, um, in yeah. this niche. Yeah, own I it. try to like, what is, how do I elevate myself even just a step up, mm-hmm. right? How do I make it to where, even if, I always say this, like, even if the video is not dependent on my name, image, likeness, and let's just say you remove me, like, you don't even know who I am and you watch this video, there's still value there. Yes, right? yes. Right, that is really important because yes. then, like, you can negotiate like usage rights on their platform, etc. And so, uh, yeah, I think in terms of brand deals, the way that I like to think about it is like, don't think of yourself as like, this is a creator brand. Think of yourself as a startup at mm-hmm. the end of the day. And uh, I always think of myself like, it's almost like making yourself into a pitch deck. Mm, yes. You know what I mean? It's like, for example, let's just take XYZ brand, right? They want to have a deal and they ask me, they're like, hey, this is our product. First of all, the question is, do I use it? If I yeah, don't, yeah. I'm very hesitant to yeah. promoting something I don't use. Yeah. Right. Every brand deal that I've had in the last six months are organic products that I use. It's been Canon. It's been Adobe. It's been LinkedIn. It's like these are things that I naturally use today. So it's like perfect brand like integration. Yeah. Right. Um, so apart from that, it's like, okay, what are the different levers to be pulled into the deal? Right. It's like one, usage rights. You know, are you going to be using it on your platform? If so, you got to like, that is a lever to be like, yeah. if so that's additional. So it's, I guess what I'm saying is it's really hard when someone asks me like, how much do you charge for a brand? Yes. It's yes. like, it's different based on how many levers you want to pull. Yeah. Exclusivity, right? If I talk about this brand, how long is that before? Like potentially a competitor comes, maybe I use that competitor. Can I promote that? Right. That is there too. Small things like how long is that link, that conversion factor going to be in the bio, right? It all sounds crazy, like it's the Wild West, but these are all important factors at yeah. the end of the day, right? I remember once I did this deal and every, like, it was like I wrote, I gave them a script. They were like, I proved the script. I made them a video. Again, production for me takes four or five hours for that short form video. And then they were like, actually, we want a script change. I went, yeah, I have to redo the whole video. What do you mean? Yeah. And now I'm like, my agent makes sure I'm protected from that. Like, it's, mm-hmm. there's only two revisions, I right? See. If there's more. There has to be some sort of like additional element there. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I feel like I have a pretty good system set. I so, think that's also because I'm business minded. There's yes. a lot of creators who are not yes. taken advantage of. So, yes. Are the brand deals coming to you right now or are you still doing any pitching or is your agent doing any pitching for you? I haven't done any pitching ever. Yeah. So it's all just organically Organic, coming to you. Yeah. That's incredible. Again, I think there's talks about like a recession yeah. right, coming yeah. along and. I'm not going to get into if it's going to happen or not. <laughs> I'm not an economist, right? Yeah. But I think it's like I'm going to recession-proof myself regardless. Mm-hmm. And uh, By being I, unique and doing quality content? Yeah. I think like business-wise, it's cutting costs, right? Like I'm going to live way below my means, right? Yeah. I'm going to invest more, right? Yeah. During recession, this is like during like, for example, um, 2020 when everything kind of slowed down, this was the time to really push the gas pedal. Yeah. And I think in this next year, it's the same thing where it's like a lot of these creators who are living brand deal off brand deal, it's like one off things and like they got really comfortable. I just talked to a, someone that worked at YouTube and he was saying like, this last year was defined by euphoria. Everyone was like, yes. this is such a great time the creators yes. to put all the ad budget yes. in. Now it's like, okay, can we, like that was a great year. We had a lot of fun, but 
let's kind of jump back into like reality. Yeah. I think a lot of creators, assuming this like recession, whatever, what, even without it, it's like I think a lot of creators didn't set up the right foundations. Yeah. And uh, like, unfortunately, it might be wiped out. Yeah, yeah. Right. I think the beauty of what we're doing is we understand the niche. We have like, who is Tina Lee? Who's Sage Floor? We have that one liner. It's like, who is their audience? Creators, entrepreneurs, investors. Oh, okay. Anyone that's targeting the same knows to come to me. Yeah. And I actually think that, hopefully, fingers crossed, that like my ad revenue is not going to be totally cut. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I think there's something going to be there. But again, another recession-proof strategy is the current partners that I do have. Right? Yeah, ad revenue. Do you mean in terms of platform ad revenue, or do you mean just ads as like, in sponsors? Yeah, yeah. It's just like any revenue that I make that are like brand deal, brand partnership it. specific, yep. not product. Not product. Yeah, Got yeah, yeah. I don't have really. It's like my other sorts of revenue are like production. So it's yep. like, can I make this type of series for this brand, or like that's like another side of things. Other things are like consultation deals and whatnot that I do, like kind of one yeah. off there. Yeah, I'm not diversified all too great mm-hmm. like getting to that level. Mm-hmm. And one thing is the YouTube long form. I hope yeah. that adds sense, even though it is ad revenue. I yeah, think it's a little bit more consistent on that. Mm-hmm. Um, I think another thing too is with the current partners that I have, I want to see if I can negotiate like six month to year long deals with them. Yeah. That's right. a great way That's to recession-proof your business. Exactly. Yeah. So, so in terms of what you mentioned about recession-proofing, I got a question the other day, and someone was like, "I'm finally ready to start my influencer journey." <laughs> like, but I hear about this recession. Does that mean that this is a bad time to start? And I just responded, "I was like, girl, the best time to start was yesterday, and the mm. next best time to start is today. Wow. And so, there's really no other like best time, yeah. right? And if you think about it, yeah, sure, brands are going to be." maybe have less budget but if you're a smaller creator you have a smaller rate like a smaller rate yeah quite honestly and so brands will want to work with you more if you can build that now and also it since brands aren't dishing out money anyway you may as well use this time to expect no return and just grow first exactly and then when you come out of the recession you're going to reap the rewards absolutely so i think that that's really just all i have to say about the recession itself but then one more comment about the diversifying income streams it's a good idea to do that i'm not bashing on like multiple income streams but Mm -hmm. you're in business you know this All of the richest people in the world got rich by huge amounts of focus in one thing. 100%. It's the 80-20 rule. Nobody ever gets really rich by diversifying their income stream. You can get to, like, as a creator, I mean, um, not other industries, you can get to six figures, multiple six figures by diversifying. But in order to get to seven, multiple seven, it's doubling down on that one thing that really works for you. Yeah. No, you're completely right. That's just one thing that I I wanted to put out there. But it's, that doesn't mean that we shouldn't diversify at all. Yeah, it's, it's that weird, like, I think one thing I'm always weary of is, you know, people are like, I think we all get attached to these like one-liners that sound really good. Yes. Right? It's like, don't put your, all your eggs in one basket. Yes. Right? Yes. And like you hear that, you're like, of course. Yeah. But there's also a flip side to that, right? Yes. It's like, but you want to put all of your focus in one basket. Okay. In, in one set. Yes. Know? So what I can say here, because this is yeah. more of a private conversation, and of course, as you watching or listening, but what I think is that people only put out all that diversify your income stream content because that's what regular people want to watch. Mm. And if you think about this, if you want to be a person who wants to be worth $50 million one day, 
that's not the advice you want to take, right? You don't want to take advice from someone who's making six figures and be like, yeah, one day I'm going to be worth $50 million. I'm not going to get to $50 million by diversifying my income stream. I'm going to go hard on one thing and then get there. And so these advice is good up to a certain level. Yeah, that's a really good point. And you have to understand what level even you're at versus what level you want to get to. Those are two different things. Spin facts. I just <laughs> learned something. Absolutely. No, you changed my mindset on that. Absolutely. Mm, yeah. Oh, I'm glad. Yeah. Yeah. And unfortunately, that also applies to some other advice. Like people will ask me, like, should I quit my job to pursue this full time? And I'm always like, no, don't do it. Have a safety net. Have a full time job. But when I quit, I, I didn't have any of that. Like yeah. I had savings. I had savings. <laughs> You know, it's yeah, but it's because like so I hard. know I'm going somewhere, and I I'm pretty self aware. Yeah, like I knew I was I was good at creative stuff, but I wasn't that good yet. But I knew there was something there. So the leap of faith, the no safety net, was actually what pushed me to make it work. Yeah, it's, it's contradictory it's such a advice. Hard, exactly, it's such a hard. I, I get the same thing with like, should I like leave college? Yeah, I left college. Yeah, right. It's like, dude. I don't know, like, your situation. I always tell people... How much longer? I have one semester left to graduate. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, Mm. so I probably should go back eventually. But this is, like, this is my logic. I say right now the opportunity cost of moving back to Indiana and Mm. finishing that six, like, those six months of college is too high right now. Don't move back. Right? It's like, um, it's not like a... I didn't, like, I loved college. I would go back in a heartbeat. It was such yeah. a fun time. Right? Yeah. And, like, I want to graduate. Like, yeah. it's not me, like, it's not an emotional choice. I'm, I'm a logical guy. And I said right now, what I'm building in New York City and, like, the connections and everything that I'm making here, it's, like, it's not worth it for me to leave for six months right now. Yeah, yeah. Like, go back when I'm 40 years old, maybe. Yeah, yeah, I'll yeah. Get a degree then. But it's, yeah, so when someone says, like, should I quit? Like, you quit when you only had, like, 8,000 Instagram followers. It's like, that's not, that's a small picture. That's not yeah. the big picture. Yeah, yeah. Right? I Yeah, I, I didn't have much of a following, but at the time I had, that was when I, that startup paid for three months of my time in LA. Mm. I was like, okay, like, I have zero expenses. Yeah. So yeah. might as well. And then it's like my, the only thing I lost in my school was a scholarship. Yeah. That was $8,000. Yeah. And I was yeah. like, I think that's worth it right now. Yeah. Right? Like, it's. For three months in LA to learn about the space, it was well worth it. I met Colin and Samir. I would gladly pay eight thousand yes, dollars yes. to meet them, and the yeah. amount of knowledge and advice they gave me then was well worth it. So, yeah. it's it just cost benefit analysis. It's like you are the one to make that. Never take someone's advice yeah. and just go solely off that. Especially like you, if they haven't done what you where you want what you want to do. Yeah, I think another big lesson on this is especially in this space, people only know success conditional to their rise yes yes that yes. was like such a big like if you ask charlie d'amelio what her advice on how to be a creator is it's going to be way different than what my advice yeah, is yeah yeah and like no one like we only know success yeah. the way we did it yeah and that might not apply to you mm-hmm. right it's like you just take bits and pieces of everyone but at the end of the day it's your path and you have to like look at you the deck of cards that you have because yeah. my deck of cards are different yeah your deck of cards are different yeah Right. So, yes, I can play the queen here, but maybe you have to play the jack here. Yeah. Right. And so uh, that was another big lesson because I was always trying to be the guy that's like, 
this person has this advice. That means I have to do this. Yes, I totally understand that. And also, that's also why it's important to surround yourself with people who are successful or just unique. Yes, they're just extraordinary in some way because those are the people that you want to get advice from. Yeah. And maybe not necessarily with the risk of shooting myself in the foot here. Not like some YouTube channel giving you ten <laughs> ways to diversify yeah. your income stream. But you know that's still valuable when you need to build your basic level of foundational. Yeah. Knowledge, so I'm I'm not trying to like bash on that at all. I still think that's important, and I have learned yeah. a lot just by watching these videos Absolutely. myself. Absolutely, yeah. yeah. We're not saying there's no value to them. Yeah, but it's it's hard. Like, I guess yeah. what I'm saying is, if you want to get from zero to three. You can watch these videos and you can get there,、mm. but then if you want to go from a seven to like a ten or even just nine, your own path. Then you have to be extraordinary, and you have、yeah. to do what other people aren't doing, or you have to at least get advice from people who are at the ten or the eleven. Yeah, it's a great point. Yeah, that's a great point. And then also one thing that you kind of mentioned before is that you're business minded.、Mm. So I kind of wanted to touch on this a little bit.、Yeah. What I find is that the most successful creators. Are both business minded and creative, so they、yeah. have a bit of both, and usually they're the jack of all trades. So an only business minded person usually is not creative enough to make their stuff stand out. But、yeah. an only creative person only thinks like an artist,、yeah. so they don't optimize for everything that you do for a business. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's that's why I think no, I appreciate it. You're gonna go somewhere because there's very few people with very high skill level in both. Yeah, I think to that point, I would I would have put myself in the category of I'm just business minded. Right,、yeah. I went back like、yes. I'm not a creative person. I was surprised when you said that at Adobe I, Max. Yeah. Oh, I did say that there yeah, too. Yeah,、right? you did. I think I'm training myself to be, and I really like this quote of like Naval says this. You know Naval Ravikant. Yeah. Oh, of course. Yeah, I love him. He goes like, you know, when you look at a bear, that's pretty interesting, right? And you look at a unicycle, you go, yeah, that's also pretty interesting. We put a bear on a unicycle, and people are willing to pay to see how interesting that is. Yeah, yeah. Right, and in the same way, it's like, for the longest time, I was just surrounded by business people. Right, in my college, I went to business school. All my friends were business guys. Like, mm, mm, mm. Again, you give us an Excel document and tell us to make the greatest dashboard in the world. I will give you the greatest dashboard in the world. Yes. And in the beginning, that's all I knew. I was like trying to make videos from a place where I only knew one perspective.、Mm. How did I make myself more creative? Surrounding myself with creators. Yeah. And now it's like when you take two things that like are just kind of unique and aren't really supposed to be together, and you like put them together. That's I think what I am right now. Yeah. Where yeah. it's like, I watch Dodford edit. I watch like your content. I got. I literally don't know how you even start with this, <laughs> but I'm willing to like learn. Yeah. And I'm willing to like. Oh, I can. I see their step one. How they、yeah. did that step one. And it's like, okay, can I use that step one, and then kind of use the systems and operations that business school taught me, and like make a package? And I think my content today is reflective of that. Yeah, yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, for example, what I'm doing with the green screen right now. Yeah. It's like, I just, very frankly, there's there's a guy named Billy who I look up to. He's a eight i l l y, one of the most creative people I've ever seen. And I met him once. I really want to get to know him more, but he had、uh, he's a TikTok and called. TikTok account called Big Weird World.、Mm. I remember watching this and I went, "This is one of the best presentations I've ever seen." And he uses a green screen and he、mm. has this effect where, like, you're like, you see the green screen and all of a sudden you're in this, you're transported into this new world. And I was like, "This is so cool." I made it in my own way. 
Yeah. Right? And it's like, okay, great. And I make educational content. It's like, okay, I took that creative aspect. I took kind of my, like, I can easily just talk into the camera and go, this is what chat GPT-3 is. Yes, and this yes. is what, and it's like, okay, there's one thing, but can I use it and present it in a creative way? Yeah. yeah. So, so that's your I want to be a bear on a unicycle. Yes, I love that. I love how you used Naval to to describe that. Yeah. yeah. And so then now, I would love to, if you're okay with it, yeah. can we break down your revenue streams? Because Absolutely. your goal is to diversify it. But um, what currently do you have, like from the top earning yeah. down? Let me think. Um, so I would say, um, so this last year... Um, Catch and paid me a salary, mm-hmm. which is going to stop. We just mm-hmm. kind of paid a salary to put us in New York comfortably for mm. a year. And I would say this year, uh, trying to do the math, let's just assume that was like 20% mm-hmm. of my like revenue. Yeah. And I would say also this year, okay, what would I say? Is it 20% there? Yeah. Okay. 30% of it, I would say, are like production deals. So like, for example, LinkedIn paid me to make a video for them, mm. right? Or uh, like for when I say production deals, these are videos that are not on my page yes, that are yes. on other people's yes. pages, right? And I still like, I still, this is something that I like to pitch too. Yeah. I used to do like, um, like free consultations or call or like Nas Academy. I yep. don't know if you know Nas. Yep. So I, I did those, like stuff like that. I, let's put that in a miscellaneous bucket. So okay. like, it's like 20% catch in, 30% this. I'd say fifty percent brand deals. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. That's mostly it. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so currently, this is a six-figure biggest business. Yes. Mm. Yeah. Because you mentioned that you have two team members. So, what are their roles? Yeah. So I not two. I so I have one part-time, almost full-time. I call her my creative director. Her name is Liz. Shout out, Liz. She's absolutely amazing, you know, and uh, I should get into how I hire these people. Yes. One of the most brilliant things I've done. Yes, I want to know. So she, she basically, if I look at like, there's pre-production, there's production and there's post-production. Yeah. Right. Pre is everything before filming, production's filming. Yeah. Post is everything after. Yeah. She helps me with like 90% after, 10% pre. Mm -hmm. And then I was going to hire a second person. Right, as someone to help with pre-production, because I realized my bottleneck was ideas. Yeah, I would start the week and I'd go, "What am I creating this week?" And yeah. it's like such a stuck position. And I was gonna hire one person to help me, calling them like my producer. I don't know, like that was the wrong term. But I went, I want, I actually like if my problem is ideas, I need a diversity of thought. So mm-hmm. instead of hiring one person, I hired five. Mm. But they all work two hours a week. Oh, interesting. And they're all creators. So it's like, it's, I call them my think tank. So every week, the goal is I have a meeting with them on the beginning of the week and they come up with five ideas. So now every week I start with 25 ideas. And so I might have to steal that. You That's should. genius. I think any creative should, like, when you have the resources to, and, like, transparently, I, they're all early on creators. They all, like, they're, the value that they're getting is, one, like, I'm paying them $25 an hour, mm-hmm. right? So they're making $200 a month each. So it's yeah. $1,000 payroll on my end. Yeah. Again, for what, 100 ideas yeah. a month. Invaluable. And invaluable there. Yeah. But like I realized when I was interviewing someone early on because I wanted to get one person part-time to help me with ideas. Mm-hmm. I was like, all these people want to be their own creators. And similar to what I said about Danny, where I was like, you can only hire him for so long until he's like, hey, I want to quit. Mm-hmm. I, w- I would say, I want to play long-term games with long-term mm-hmm. people. Mm-hmm. These people are giving me two hours a week, one hour is like research on the ideas, one hour is a one hour meeting. 
um, I get to help them with their creative journey. They mm-hmm. get to be paid yeah. a little bit too. It's almost like a win-win for all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? So, uh, yeah, I guess I have six people on my team. If that mm, makes, but like, I see. Well, five of them work 10, wait, eight hours a month. But is, Liz is different. So how Liz, does, yeah. what is her role then? So she helps me with the, like the editing part. Mm, right? Mm, I so see. she's probably, yeah. So I like to, I, I don't like to just call her my editor because she also is really like helping make like strategic mm-hmm. like decisions. Uh, for her, um, again, she's one of the most proactive people. It goes back to uh, well, what I'll get into about hiring, but we've, that green screen like like uh, the way we've been doing it, that is not my style. That is not mm. her style. We mm. worked on that style together. Mm. And like that was an idea where like I couldn't have thought on my own. She couldn't have thought about it alone. That's when you know there's a good idea. Yeah. When there's yeah. multiple perspectives in one. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I'm really glad. I'm really, really glad to have her. Yes. So. Wow. And then the think tank. I just started this think tank and already it's like one, it's like they gave me ideas, but two, it's like we're working on my first long form video, which is fat, like funny enough. It's like how I made my first thousand dollars as a mm-hmm. content creator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, how, like, we just brainstormed yesterday. Five people all helped me with, like, how do we make it so I'm not just sitting in front of the camera talking about this? How can I make it more interactive, engaging, yes. like a better story? And yes. It was so fascinating to hear that. Oh, wow. Yeah. You should steal that idea 100%. I love it. I yeah. love it so much. Okay, very, very great idea. Did you know that there are at least 11 ways to make money on Instagram? Creators are making six or even seven figures by sharing their passions online, and you can too. I created a free guide called the Ultimate Instagram Monetization Guide, covering all the ways you can monetize your account, even if you don't have any followers yet. In this guide, you'll find step-by-step tips, resources, and links so you can start making money from Instagram today. Head to successfulinfluencer.com slash monetize to download your copy or click the link in the description of this episode. Now back to the show. Because currently I have team members for specific roles and we don't do that kind of like brain dump situation, which is the most valuable thing. Exactly. But the reason... It just depends where your bottleneck is. Like where's your bottleneck when it comes to your creative system? Yeah, I guess the ideas is usually coming from me and I originally I had always thought like, yeah, that's enough. But now I'm like, you know, this could be the limiting factor. Like I'm just one person. And when you have all great minds together, then you come up with greater stuff. So um, I just have to find the right people and, and invest in them. So that's a great idea. Yeah, and to the point, I'll touch into the hiring aspects. Yeah, so, how did you know they were the right people? Yeah, so I'll, I'll tell you this. So when it came to hiring, I did the same system for hiring Liz and this think tank. I asked myself first, I was like, like this again, it's the Wild West. The chances of me getting the exact person that I want to get is yeah, low, Yeah, yeah. Right, the person that understands short-form editing or any of this. Like, okay, forget that. Who do I want? I want someone who's so willing to learn about it. Right. Even if they know nothing, mm, but like mm, I can mm. tell that they're proactive. That's the number one thing I tell everyone that I'm trying to hire. It's like um, what I mean by that is like I don't want to feel like I'm managing you. Like mm-hmm. if you only do the things I tell you to do, mm-hmm. I'm not a manager and I don't want yeah. to be a manager. Yeah. And then just like this, I like uh, like this feeling of going above and beyond. So knowing that these are my two things, proactivity above and beyond. The first thing I did is let me ask my Instagram story. Mm-hmm. Right. It's like. Who are who's most yeah, likely? Yeah, I think to I saw it. Yeah. Yeah. Who are these people most likely to do this? It's um 
probably fans of mine. Yeah. So, okay, great. Instagram story. I always say Instagram is my top 10% audience. Mm-hmm. Right? I almost want to keep it like that. I don't want to grow it as its own. I think I like keeping it kind of personal. Yeah. People who like not only like the content that I make, but also my personality. So it's yeah. like a oh, perfect start. Yeah. Instagram story. Should I make a Google form? They fill it out? No. Let me actually just put my email. Yes. And the first test is to see how above and beyond are they going to go with writing yes. an email. Yes. There's people... I'll, I'll give you the numbers for the think tank, right? So I, in the beginning, I said producer. I'm hiring a producer, someone to help me with ideas. I got 70 responses, right? 70 emails. Around 30 to 35 of them, almost 50% of them were people that are like, hey, this sounds fun. I'd love to join. No way. Yeah. It's like, okay. I'm sorry, but like that's... Not going to no, cut it. It's not going to cut it. Right. Um, and I remember, and I was like, yay. I, I didn't respond. I was like, all right, look, they're, they're not in it. They just want the job. Okay, I I was left with 35 people. Mm -hmm. With those 35 people, again, their emails were like, I've been following you since this moment. It's like, oh, okay, they've been following me. They proved it. Um, I know I can do this. Some people sent me ideas in that email already. So they did what, like, I asked for them already, right? Or they sent me thumbnails or they sent me a document or something. And I go, whoa, this person's really in it. They understand. Yeah. Great. Once they sent me that email, I said, look, you already passed my first test here. Like, appreciate you. Number two is here's a Google form, right? Just some basic data of like, what time zone are you in? How old are you? Like, how many hours a week do you have? All this stuff. But Mm -hmm. again, that's like the basic stuff. But the three main questions I had were, what is a, what is the biggest lesson you learned in the last year? Right. What, why did you follow me? And then roast my brand. Mm. Be as blunt as humanly possible. I love that. Right. And I also put at the very top, it's like the best writers aren't the ones who can write like three long paragraphs about this. Um, It's who can write the most in the most concise package. Yes. Right. And um, I have a fabulous tweet thread that helped me a lot. I'll send it to you. You can link here. It's incredible. This person who wrote it. Um, And I was like, okay, great. Let me just see what the response is. Out of the 35 people, um, I was like, I think 30 of them did that Google form. Mm. And I was like, okay, great. And I interviewed all 30 of them. 30? 30. Wow. And just by talking, this is when, like, I understood, okay, this person's doing this, this, and this, and I picked five. Yeah, out yeah. Out of 30. And yeah. so, like, and these five that I picked are absolutely amazing mm-hmm. thus far. Like, they are so proactive. They understand the game. They even, And, like, if they don't, they're yeah. so willing to learn. Yeah. And the roasts that they had for me are so, like... Again, they were great. And I always tell them, I don't care if your idea is good or bad. Yeah. I just care about how you came up with it. Yeah. Because I'm yeah. going to learn more about why you thought I should do this idea than the idea itself. Mm. And they know that if they give me a bad idea, I'm going to be like, honestly, I'm not going to do this idea, but I'm glad. You know, and I need someone to be like that. So yeah. there's that. Same with Liz. <laughs> the thing I did about Liz was uh, almost exact same format. I had the interviews. And in the interview, I said, all right, great. I'm going to send you a test edit in uh, two to three days. Mm-hmm. And uh, I never did. Yeah. And I wanted to see who was going to be the first people to be like, hey, you promised to test edit. Yeah. Like, where is this going to be? Yes. Again, I don't want to manage people. I want yes. people to come to me. Liz was the first person who said, mm. Tejas, you said uh, three days ago that you're going to send a test edit. I'm really excited to edit this. I go, all right, Liz, I'm going to like, we'll test edit, but I want you. Yes. You know, and oh, it's that productivity. So, great tips. Exactly. Great, great, great tips. Long term games with long term people. How did you come up with this? I don't think it was any one thing. I think it was like, Again, I'm such a big Naval guy. Like, I, like this tattoo is a Naval quote. Uh. And, and I know that he said that too. Long-term games with long-term people. Yeah. I have other creator friends who like go on Fiverr and they just cycle through like yeah. editors and stuff. Yeah. And, you know, for three months, Liz and I were not on the same page with yeah. editing. 
right? But mm-hmm. And I knew that we wouldn't. Like, again, I, I feel like my style is a little different. It's yeah. very, like, in the beginning, I'd be like, Liz, you have to shave off this two milliseconds here. Yes. It was so hard. And I always say, for three months, my production was cut in half. Mm-hmm. I wasn't able to produce as much as I wanted mm-hmm. to because I was training her. Mm-hmm. And, and it was frustrating, right? Yeah. And she knew it too, but, her again, that proactivity and that going above and beyond, now we've doubled our production. Yeah. For three months, we've doubled in perpetuity. Yeah, yeah. Right? And she was so willing to learn and she was, uh, she's an incredible, incredible person. So you found the right person first and then yeah. you did the training. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. I, I think that's such a great point. I think sometimes right now because of where I'm at and I'm trying to do efficiency because I already mm. have a lot of things at stake. Like I can't yeah. have one month go by and not be producing because that's more mouths. Like mouths I'm feeding right now and I need... How many people are on your team? So currently it's three and okay. everyone's a contractor but I'm looking for a video editor. I'm, he's currently doing a test yeah. project and I'm also looking for another social media person so I can increase my output because, quite frankly, it's not enough. The core side of it is okay, but my personal brand side is kind of suffering while I'm doing these recordings Mm. and everything, and things get put on hold, unfortunately. So that's the goal. Um, But those are great tips, and I'm going to definitely use those tips. For any creator at this stage, take them. I'm not saying, not my editor. But take, yes, take yes. the process. Don't take the actual people, <laughs> but take the process. Exactly. That's I think a, a think point. tank, I stole that idea from Ryan Trahan and Eric. Yeah. Like, when ta- like, I know they had a, something very similar. Mm. I was like, that's genius. Yes, like, it is. I want to start my week with, like, we had a meeting yesterday for the think tank. And it's like, I know not only the LinkedIn posts I'm going to write this week, yeah. you know, the TikToks that I'm going to make, and the yeah. long form. It's like, again, that road is clear. And do they post for you or you do no, that? No, I post everything. Okay, yeah, got it, got yeah, it. I post okay. everything. So. I also get the final revision. Like, I want to make sure everything's good. Mm-hmm. And, uh, mm-hmm. yeah. You know, yeah. It's, at the end of the day, it's my ass on the line. You know, yeah. if there's something that came out wrong. or Sometimes it's, like, it's not even, like, Liz's fault or something. Sometimes I say something wrong, and in the edit, I'm like, oh, this could be mis- this, this could be uh, misconstrued. Mis- misconstrued. Misconstrued in this way. It's like, okay, okay, wait, wait, wait we can't. So you were talking before about your few, your current revenue streams. Yeah. So... If I may, because I think it, can I kind of like see if this is where you're going, the direction you're going? So you said you've been train hopping with a lot of other people, basically being their partners, helping them out and learning along the way. So now you're going to double down on long form. I assume you will also still do native short form and repurpose some of the long form so you can get more output, right? Yeah, I haven't made a decision on the repurposing of the long form. I almost like, I've seen. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not too sure about that yet. It's low-hanging fruit. It's low-hanging fruit. as well. Yeah. yeah. If you could find one person to pay like a fixed fee a month yeah, and yeah, just yeah. be like every week out of these long-form video, make X number of short-form video mm-hmm. and just post it so that there's even more consistency and volume, that is true, yeah. every touch point will matter. So that's, that's my goal oh, too yeah. going forward with the long-form video. So I'm assuming or correct me if I'm wrong, but I think maybe cutting down on all of the production jobs going forward yeah it's saying no more in general Mm -hmm. you know uh, production yeah that's that like i saw something that's like saying yes right now is saying no to like that long-term equity right so Mm -hmm. like these production jobs are paying the bills right now yeah hence the reason why recession proofing myself i want to i'm cutting down costs by almost half yeah right i'm like living in a like the i'm still in like new york but i'm living in a like not as great of a place, but that's fine. Like again, I'm not 
cares? Like, it's my my own ego I have to swallow yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Right? Um, and I'm just, like, another really big piece of advice Samir gave me was, like, stages two, if you have to keep your overhead low so yeah. that you can experiment. Yeah. You can. Like, if you want to change right. things up, like, you need to be able to do that and maybe take a financial hit for a month, two months, three months. Yeah. And... I'm setting myself to be able to do that. Right yeah, now. yeah, yeah. Got it. Okay. So because I, I feel like if now you're going to focus on long form and really build all of that following across the platforms, mm-hmm. and also like you said, like going back to the niche about business and creators, yeah. then you can really attract the high paying deals. Then you won't ever have to do production because that's just yeah. manual labor essentially. Exactly. Like it's time that's, rented. Yes, yes. And also because the value of the gig, the dollar value comes from your personality and and not so much like you filming something for them even though that does matter too because people recognize your face i think like there's an aspect of time rented but also it's like if i'm on linkedin's page there is a like a brand like yeah you're right you're right like there's a branding element there that's really good or like and it's good for your portfolio exactly like quarter three for me and quarter four this year has been i've been filming with nickelodeon and mm-hmm. the first episode of this this new series is going to be coming out in the end of January, right? And it's like, yes, again, that is like, pr- like that is time rented. Mm-hmm. But what I've learned from like filming with traditional media yes, and that yes, again, that yes. almost like that uh, we call it co-signing between our our friend group. What was the highest paying number you ever got for a brand deal? <laughs> the biggest check, yeah, yeah that yeah. I got yeah. from a third party. Yes. <laughs> Sounds so suspicious. <laughs> all legal, all legal. <laughs> it was fifty thousand dollars? Wow, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah, yeah. I was. I remember crying. Wow, I know, right? That feeling I when you first crying. get that multi-five yeah. figure deal. I cried like a thousand dollars. Yeah. I remember. I'll give you. I'll give this story. Well, which one is more significant? Fifty k or a thousand dollars? The first ever brand deal I ever got was with Venmo, and it was fifteen hundred dollars. And uh, depending on when this comes out, my first, like my first long form YouTube video coming back is about this. Mm. That was a moment of like, it just, it, it opened so many like doors. It almost like my, like every neuron in my brain just fired. Because at the time I had, I remember like $6,000 in a bank account. I was cutting hair in college. And I remember the, it, this is a crazy thing. And I'm sure you've had this too, where growing up, you just learned that like the, the more money you want to make. If you look at a money versus time graph, it's like mm-hmm. you have to spend more time to make more money. Yeah. Right? Yeah. It's like you're working an hourly wage or a salary. Yeah. Which is like all based on how much time. And this is the first time in my life where I went, okay, right now the only association I have with money, it's like for every hour that I cut hair, I make like 20 bucks. Yeah. This is the first time where I went, oh, for like five hours of work, I'm making $1,500. Yeah. So that whole association with time and money broke. Mm. And that's when I learned about infinite leverage, mm-hmm. right? And this idea and of Naval. Like, <laughs> Naval, right? And like that content and this game is like, it doesn't matter how much time you put in. It's like you have leverage elsewhere. Now it is time versus trust. Yes. Or sorry, sorry. Money versus trust, not money versus time. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And like you just change that X axis, which is fascinating. Yes. So fascinating. Yes, 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 yes. Absolutely. Wow, that's really cool. 50K is, is a lot. Oh my um, God. That's like... The average American salary. Yeah, that's how much I made when I quit my job. Yeah, yeah, I was a designer I'm so and made fifty k. So yeah, in one year. 
Yeah. Um, that's really cool. Awesome. Okay. So I, I feel like What's that's most everything. Got? It was 80K. 80? Yes. That's unreal. Yeah. That's so unreal. Yeah, I know. I couldn't believe when it came in and I was like, damn, this is so freaking cool. And it was just like a few reels. Yeah. So I was like, cool. That wasn't the Adobe Max. That was a separate yes, deal. Yes, yeah. So it's yeah. like crazy because they paid me like over like over 100K this year. Oh, my just, gosh. Just from that's Adobe. Amazing. It's crazy because they, they are the best client ever. They're so yeah. nice. They're so They're easy so to work you with. Know, it's funny. Again, keep this all cut out. But right now I'm trying to negotiate like a six-month deal with them. Mm-hmm. Right? Where I'm like, hey, I'd love to. We It was like with Colt and I. Like because we, we were on a roll with these vlogs. And yeah. we want like now that we're living next year. Like, yeah. There's a way to. Like there's all these people that are new creators that are like, how are you creating like this? And I was like, this is a perfect place to put Adobe. Like. Colt and I are already in the platform, and it's like I'm trying to think of different ways. Like, yeah, is there a way that Colt and I can at least make five thousand dollars a month from Adobe for like two reels a month? Like, yeah, each? like I think so. Yeah, think be yeah, of book. course. Yeah. Do you think you would ever create a creator house? Ooh, that's tough. Like, I'm gonna live with two creators next yeah. year. Yeah. Do you mean like a group channel? Not necessarily, but you essentially are going to be in a creator house, but yeah. maybe in a sense where it is decked out so that it's optimized for content creation, yeah. where you do do collaborations together on your uh, independent channels. Yeah, it's like, I think I would, but it's very scary. Yeah. It's like the last thing. Like, I'm living with Colton Sherva next year. Yeah. And the worst thing that could happen is, like, a falling out of a relationship. Yes, that, yes. Right? And if yes, we're looking yes. at kind of the history of these. Um, like your mom's house? Yeah, like your mom's house, right? It's um, it's very tough. And I think a big reason for that fallout specifically was, like, that group channel. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Where I don't want to start a group channel with um, any of those, like, like with Colt or Shervin. I think anything, if, like, Shervin's like, hey, I'd love for you in my video, it's like, okay, let's let's talk about all this first. Yeah. Like, let's keep open, clear communication, right? I might say right now, it's like, I have to record my own stuff, so I can't at the moment, mm-hmm. right? Or um, maybe you give me a week in advance, we set at a specific time, right? I think it's gonna, there's definitely, like, you have to be really, again, that self-aware thing. Like, we have to be very, very honest with each other. Mm-hmm. And, uh, yeah, I think... It's going to be, I think there's going to be challenges, but I yeah. have a gut feeling that like Shervin Colt and I, within this apartment hunt, we've had bickerings. Yeah. And the, I was able to see how we were able to get over these conflicts, and I'm really happy with how we did. Mm. Love those two to death. And so I think there's so much benefit to living with other creators. Yeah. Um, not just like we're all in each other's content, but just surrounding yourself with, hey, Colt is going to be editing tonight from midnight to 5 a.m. and I probably should too. It's like, okay, I have a friend to do it with in yeah. our own apartment. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, that's what I'm really happy about. But there, yeah, I'm, I'm very nervous yeah. at the same time. I would I'd be lying if I'm like, no, we'll be able to do it all, like, happy, yeah. happy you know? Yeah, would you? I see. Yeah, I, I wouldn't, to be honest, because I'm I, at this age and I'm married and so it would be very yeah. difficult. And I think to be in a, a like, dorm-like situation with, two other girls yeah, would be yeah, yeah, yeah. just impossible for true. me and I don't think I would be able to do it with, with like the opposite sex Absolutely. but also just like knowing that my next stages in life is not allowing exactly. for this kind of situation but I'm very jealous of people who can because I want to be surrounded by creators yeah, yeah. and I moved away from New York City so I feel a little bit isolated and yeah. I want to come back when I can true, not yeah. any time not like in the next year or two but maybe after two years absolutely yeah absolutely. Um, hey if you're in New York you're welcome 
hang out with us. Yeah, but you know, Puerto Rico tax, cut this out, but Puerto Rico taxes are 2%, oh, okay. so I couldn't say no to that. Oh, yeah. Where do you live in Puerto Rico? San Juan, Condado, yeah. Wow. Um, yeah, so before we end, I think you mentioned you had a couple questions for me yes, as well. Yes, yes. Okay, number one is, what is your biggest regret or biggest mistake in the last year? Ooh, in the last year. Yeah. I think my biggest mistake every single year has just not been starting YouTube earlier. Mm. Quite frankly, that's just it. And and so for some years, it is practically just practical reasons, like no time. Yeah. But I would say for this year, I did spend some downtime to myself. And because the business was still going very well, I had yeah. set up the funnels, the foundations. So all the revenue is still coming in. So I just kind of was like, cool, I'm just going to watch TV. I'm going to yep. do this. And it's great to a great place to be in. But then I think I got a bit complacent because I did mm. have like a, a month or two months where I could have just started yeah. a channel. Like Absolutely. Biggest regret. It's such a high, like... I love YouTube, but it feels so high barrier. Like, there's such it a does. high barrier to entry. It does. It, yeah. Which is, like, it's on. I, I don't know. Like, Dylan can make a long-form video, my roommate, right? Yeah. In, like, four hours. Wow. Yeah. And he doesn't have anyone on his team. He edits everything on his phone. Yeah. What? Yeah. He doesn't have, like, I've never, like, he probably hasn't touched the MacBook in, like, six months. That's nuts. Yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. I'm impressed. Um, and he's four million subscribers. Yeah. You know, oh, wow. 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 Yeah. Just he's just very entertaining and interesting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I, I think he knows his audience really well. He knows what value he brings, and yeah. he set up a system that is so sustainable. Wow, amazing. Yeah. Okay, second question. Where do you want to yeah. be? Where do I want to be mm -hmm. in the future? Yeah, one year from now. Like, what are? Oh, one some... year from now. Yeah, yeah. One year is so soon. Um, but I would say I, I would think more of like a, in three years okay. because I think it's too ambitious to think in one year everything's going to change yeah i would say in three years i would like to have a youtube channel that has over a hundred thousand subscribers nice. and ideally instagram should still be around and i'll have a million followers there, there i'm currently at almost 600k instagram will be around yeah TikTok, we're not too sure yeah. yeah i'm not sure i don't care too much about tiktok yeah. but more importantly i hope that in three years i will be a authority in the creator economy as a thought leader. <laughs> I love it. That's good. So one last thing is, oh, actually, I think I've already, yeah, actually, I want to ask you that question. Where do you see yourself in one year and three years? Yeah. So, uh, oh, man. Why do I ask questions without knowing the answer for myself? In one year, I think it's it, what you said earlier of just like focus. And I think focus is long form. If I, my metric of success for long form is not the subscriber count or view count. It's like, can I just be able to do a consistent format? Whatever consistency means to me. Yeah. Right. Like, is it might not be weekly? It might be biweekly. It might be monthly. It's like, can I just be able to hold something and make really good content? I think if I do that, it's like, I know that I have the skills to grow. Mm -hmm. It's like, it's just, it's just a matter of doing it. Mm. And so long form. Form. I don't yeah. want I don't want to put a subscriber number. Yeah, I like that. I just want to like put a actionable like yes. an action so it's a consistency. Yeah. Yes. I let let me say right now biweekly. I think yeah. bi biweekly wow. cadence is good to start with. Yeah. And uh, some also can't just give up shorts, you mm -hmm. know, that's the main revenue driver at the moment. So mm. um and then in 3 years? In 3 years what I'll be 25. I don't even think that far. Yeah, that, I, I mean, that's, that's an answer. I think I would love to live, continue to live way below my means, save up, and maybe get into, like, 
venture capital, mm-hmm. not venture mm-hmm. capital, like angel investing a little bit. Mm-hmm. And I want to own a place. Mm-hmm. I think if I'm on the track right now, I would love to like buy a place. Yeah. Yeah. Are you, you currently have savings, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's good. Because then that will weather you through whatever comes in the next couple yeah. of years, which we don't know what will come. Exactly. But then from there, yeah, definitely. Actually, it, if I were to sort of go in that direction too, I want to go all out in real estate. And this is unrelated to the creator economy, per se. And I just want to have another income stream that is not related to the creator economy. That's that's just it. Like, I understand this is super valuable. This is literally like a gold rush. And I am happy to be part of this gold rush. And also, I'm selling shovels with my courses and stuff. So, you know, I'm I'm doing it all. The next part is just like, what's next? But I think in life, the mindset change I had to have in the, this year to make myself less anxious is that there's more to life than social media. Yes. I have based my entire value around it for six years. Everything I do, everything I buy, every person I see, it was pretty much around this for six years. Yep. And so now it's time to like get sort of get back my life. Absolutely. So I want to do stuff outside of social media and make that sustainable. That's a good point. Yeah. Also in one year, I'm going to be a New York City marathon finisher. I love that. All action steps, like actionable things. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Versus like, oh, I want to be at this number. I want to have this much money. Yeah, I did that last year. And I remember like I didn't hit the numbers. Oh, isn't that so disappointing? Yeah, but like I had progress. So why do I feel bad about it? Yes, yes. You know, it's like I've set up better systems than I did last year. Yes, And I'm like happier than I was last year. Yes. So a goal was like... And you still did better than last year. Exactly, exactly. So it's like... Again, you know, like I know people with a hundred thousand TikTok followers who are more successful than people that have five million. Yeah, TikTok. like why? That's why am right. I putting numbers to all this? Like, right. That's right. That's right. Yay! Wow, this was so much fun. This is great. You are a great interviewer. Wow, thank you so much. I'm um, still learning. No, you're a great listener. You ask great questions, and I'm I'm really excited to see this 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 medium. Yes, honestly, when there's a great guest who can flow with the conversation, that makes my job a lot easier. So thank you so much for coming on. Absolutely. Where can people find you? I'm at Tejaslor everywhere. Like H-U-L-L-U-R. You are. Okay. Thank you so much. Or outwest.news. Oh, yeah. uh, Subscribe to the Outwest newsletter. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks again for tuning in to the Full-Time Influencer Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, share it with someone who could benefit from it. And I'll see you in the next one.